truck and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. And greetings. Happy Monday. Thanks for tuning in here. Back and live and on demand on the Steve Day Show here on Blaze Radio TV and Podcast. I'm Steve Day's Todd. Erzin, Aaron McIntyre are here with me as well. 888-900-3393 is the number. 888-900-3393. Steve at stevedace.com. That's how you can email the program. That's D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook. Who doesn't like us? But you can give it a shot nonetheless. I mean, if you're bored and you're thinking, you know, I just want to see if I can get one of these things through. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. We got a lot going on here on a Monday. Uh, I realized I've still got a ton of this Steve Dace Show gear. And I still get emails from folks asking me, hey, how do we get some of that stuff? Well, you're going to find out. You're going to get a chance uh, to claim some of that uh, next hour when we do our Monday town hall, when we open up the phone lines and we ask you what you think. And about a week or so ago on the show, we kind of, uh, the three of us sat down and came up with, if we could ask a question or three, that was the maximum. But if we could ask three questions of the Democratic presidential candidates, what three questions would we ask with their debates are starting up? Is it this week or is it next week when they I come back? I believe it's next week. Is it next week? week? I can double All check right. on that though. So today, you know, one of our uh, listeners suggested we give you and the audience a chance to answer that. We're going to do that. We're going to give you a chance. If they said, hey, you get to ask the Democratic presidential, and, and it's got to be something other than, why do you suck? All right. You know, think about it. Okay. I mean, if you could ask them a question, especially. The kind of question, if you've got friends and family members, neighbors, people you know that are, are fallen for this, right? And you're like, is there a question I could ask that would get scales to fall off of their eyes? So we're going to give you a chance in the next hour of the show. If you could just ask one question of the Democratic presidential field, what would it be? And we'll get to that later at 888-900-3393. Our good friend Bob Vanderplatz will be joining us here at the bottom of the hour. Now that uh, Pete Buttigieg, I told you all, just, you know, I understand the clickbaity society we're in and the industry we're in. I work in this industry. I get it. All right. But didn't I tell you months ago, as, as your quarterback likes to say, relax, just, just be patient. Right. Didn't I say this? Eventually, the fact that this isn't a candidacy, the fact that it's a troll of Christianity, will be revealed. Don't run into the clenched fist face first. Don't put put in the meme and in the viral video you'll never live down some dumbassery hypocrisy because your 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 partisan zeal simply just has must be satiated. It's a trap. Didn't we have this show in conversation like six months ago, men? Right. Right. I just said, relax. Be patient. Sooner or later, the wolf will take off the sheepskin and will show up at Granny's house and say, hey, what do you think of these fangs and claws? How you like me now? Well, the moment has arrived. And now that the moment is here, oh, now now we are going to swing away, all right? There was just no point doing that when the trap was being sprung. But, but now that he is slipping on his own banana peels, 
we will certainly have this conversation with Bob Vanderplatz when he joins us here at the bottom of the hour. But before we get to all of that, here's Aaron giving us an update on what happened while we were away. What happened while we were away brought to you by Gaffs. We'll start with President Hump. Back in this presidency as an aberrant moment in time. But if Donald Trump, Donald Trump is reelected, Freudian slip. Also on the campaign trail, this happened. I don't buy that argument that impeachment does not make sense, Senate will acquit. I don't buy that argument. There needs to be accountability. I mean, what are you going to do in the next one year to diminish the mentally retarded action of this guy? Well said. (laughs) Yep, a dude called President Trump mentally retarded, which caused Kamala Harris to respond with, well said. Pete Buttigieg's trying to use the Bible to defend post-birth abortion. Right now, they hold everybody in line with this one kind of piece of doctrine about abortion, right? which is obviously a tough issue for a lot of people to think through morally. Then again, uh, you know, there's a lot of parts of the Bible that talk about how life begins with breath. And so even that is something that we can interpret differently. Bernie Sanders got the endorsement of noted left-winger and Islamo-supremacist Linda Sarsour, and she's becoming a surrogate for his campaign. You know, the gal who says this. And I hope that we, when we stand up to those who oppress our communities, that Allah accepts from us that as a form of jihad, that we are struggling against tyrants and rulers, not only abroad in the Middle East or in the other side of the world, but here in these United States of America where you have fascists and white supremacists and Islamophobes reigning in the White House. A new CBS poll of early states shows Bernie Sanders trailing Joe Biden in Iowa by only three points, with Elizabeth Warren lagging behind in third. In New Hampshire, it's Warren, Biden, and Sanders in that order, all within the margin of error of one another. And in Nevada, it's Sanders leading Biden 29% to 27%. Representative James Clyburn of South Carolina said this about the Bill of Rights, and I'm not really sure what to think of it. You know what? I really believe sincerely the climate that we're in today, if the Bill of Rights, the first 10 amendments of the United States Constitution were put before the public today, I'm not too sure that we will hold on to the Bill of Rights, especially when I see what people are doing uh, with the Second Amendment. I'm not telling what they would do with the First Amendment. You really believe that? That's that's a startling statement. You believe that? Absolutely, there will be a strong support against the Bill of Rights. Go through the Bill of Rights and I tell you, I run into people every day uh, who would like to see uh, so much of those guarantees uh, uprooted. Far-left anti-gun activist David Hogg is back out there for some reason. I, I think it comes down to reckoning with our history and our history of white supremacy in the United States and the fact that we live in a post-genocidal society oftentimes that was orchestrated by the United States government and that if we want to talk about mass shootings, we have to recognize the massive number of indigenous mass shootings that were committed by the United States government. Activists of some stripe staged a die-in at the entrance of Toronto's very first Chick-fil-A location. The far-left publication Think Progress has shut down after its owner couldn't find a suitable buyer. Speaking of sadness, President Trump posted this video on his Twitter account.
seriously, though, Yakety Sax is the perfect re-election theme song for President Trump. Just saying. Unbeknownst to almost everyone, the major Taliban leaders and, separately, the president of Afghanistan were going to secretly meet with me at Camp David on Sunday. They were coming to the United States tonight. Unfortunately, in order to build false leverage, they admitted to an attack in Kabul that killed one of our great, great soldiers and 11 other people. I immediately canceled the meeting and called off peace negotiations. What kind of people would kill so many in order to seemingly strengthen their bargaining position? Oh, yeah. Former South Carolina Governor Mark Sanford announced he's going to be primarying President Trump, to which Trump responded by saying when the former governor of the great state of South Carolina, Mark Sanford, was reported missing, only to then say he was away hiking on the Appalachian Trail, then was found in Argentina with his flaming dancer friend. It sounded like his political career was over. Learning Spanish today, today's phrase is grab him by the lack of self-awareness. Agarrarlos por la falta de autoconciencia. And finally, New Orleans Saints quarterback Drew Brees recently recorded a video message encouraging kids to participate in the annual Bring Your Bible to School Day. Of course, that means he's an anti-LGBT bigot, but his response was pretty good. I'd like to set the record straight. Um, I live by two very simple Christian fundamentals, and that is love the Lord with all your heart, mind, and soul, and love your neighbor as yourself. I think the first one is very self-explanatory. The second one, love your neighbors yourself. What does that mean to me? That means love all, respect all, and accept all. So that is actually how I live my life. That is what I try to do with my family, with my teammates, with uh, people in my community, with my friends, all people. What I did was I filmed a video recently um, that was encouraging kids to bring their Bibles to school for National Bring Your Bible to School Day. To bring your Bibles to school to be able to live out your faith with confidence. And I even gave one of my favorite Bible verses. It was as simple as that. And that's what happened while we were away. Heron's montage today brought to you by Keeps. Who knows that losing your hair can suck. What you may not know is that the cause of your hair loss could be a hormone called DHT. And now there's a possible solution. The FDA approved two hair treatment products to help control your DHT and prevent you from losing your hair. It even triggered hair regrowth in a good percentage of guys. But until now, these products were pretty expensive and you had to visit your doctor. But here's the good news. You know Keeps, right? Keeps offers the generic versions of those two approved hair products. So not only are they up to 90% effective, now they're totally affordable. With Keeps, you can save your hair without ever having to leave your couch. Answer a few questions, snap a few pics of your hair, and a licensed doctor will review your info and recommend the right hair loss treatment for you. Then it's shipped discreetly to your door. And you can get it right now with a special deal. Go to keeps.com, K-E-E-P-S.com, keeps.com slash stop for your free online doctor consultant and get your first month of hair treatments for free. That's keeps.com slash stop for your free online doctor consult and get your first month of hair treatments for free. We are going to break down the, because uh, we haven't had one of these. We just talked last week at this juncture, Labor Day, in the 2016 primary cycle with a 25 candidate field, Republican and, and constant polling needed to be done to figure out who was going to make the debate stage, just like the Democrats have. We had 43 polls of the Iowa caucuses in the Republican field by Labor Day in the 2016 cycle. We had only had 14 
by Labor Day in the Democratic cycle, with them also needing to reach a certain threshold to get on the debate stage and with an equally packed uh, uh, field. So we finally have some new numbers. We're going to talk about those today in the overtime, our post show show, which you can get access to if you're a Blaze TV subscriber at blazetv.com slash days. And by the way, the next Democratic debate is later this week, the 12th. All right. Thank you for clarifying that. So that's coming up, blazetv.com slash days if you're not yet a Blaze TV subscriber. Let's get to some of the other things that are that are here in um, uh, in, in the montage today. Um, I want to actually begin with with the James Clyburn clip. That is everything he says there is true. Now, it may not be true for the reasons he's thinking. Although I'm not really entirely sure what he's thinking. Could you tell if he was rooting for it or against I, it? I, I, I have no that's, idea. That's I, the, I don't know. That's the yeah. thing. See, the context of this was he, he doesn't want to uproot, um, uproot the 1994 crime bill. He doesn't like efforts to uproot uh, Obamacare. So the point he was making, you know, I think people would like to uproot the, the Bill of Rights if they could. But he's mm-hmm. still right. Just I don't think for the reasons he thinks. Yeah. He yeah. So I don't I don't know what his context is, and it wouldn't be the first time I didn't know what the context of what James Clyburn was talking about was. Okay, but the 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 idea that we could not pass a bill of rights today, not not if it required um, two thirds. Not let me put it this way: not if voters in New York, Delaware, Rhode Island, Vermont, um, California, Oregon. That's six. Um, give me some others. New Jersey would be seven. Um, Massachusetts, how do we forget them? That, that would be eight states. Uh, notice I'm giving you a lot of the states that actually originally ratified the, the, the Bill of Rights. All right. In most of those states, in fact, just go look at almost every single state Hillary Clinton won in this last election. I should look up. I should look for that map. In fact, I'm going to look this up. You guys talk for a minute. I'm going to look this up. 2016 election map. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, Watch any football this weekend, Aaron? Yeah, Todd. I uh, <laughs> I made an appointment with my dentist last week, uh, Doctor uh, Doctor Duth uh, Alma Duth. See what I did there. Alma? No, I don't. Alma my tooth. Okay, Todd. I've got it. I got it. All right. So Hillary Clinton won 232 electoral college votes. Let's go through these states. You guys tell me, do you think the Bill of Rights would pass this state today? Washington State. I think that's, a, that's close. It'd be close, yeah. Close, okay? Or, or Washington State, we would call that too close to call? Yep. Okay. I, don't, I don't think it would pass. You don't think it would pass? No. Uh, we'll, we'll do this two out of three, okay? okay? But Aaron, you agree with me, too close to call? Too close to All call. All right, Washington State, too close to call. Oregon. Would no. not pass. Agreed. I, well, you guys, I, you guys are right anyway. California. No. Would not pass. All right, so there's two. Nevada. It would pass. It would pass. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. All right. So there's two. Colorado, I think would it would not. pass. I don't think so anymore. Oof. That's too close to call for yeah, me. Okay. I, All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. New Mexico, I think it would pass. Yeah. That, well, I I don't think it would pass. <laughs> okay, no Todd, you're the, you're the deciding vote. I have no count. No. Okay. That's three. Minnesota. Would not pass. No. Four. Illinois is a definite would not no. Pass. no. Five. Um, Virginia. It would, would pass. Would not pass. Not anymore. I think it would pass, but it, it would, would be razor thin close. I'll, I'll agree with Todd. So we're in five states. Um, Washington, D.C. Would not pass. No. Okay. Maryland. Would not pass. So so yeah. no. we're at seven now, right? Yep. Are we at seven? Um, Delaware? No. Nope. Eight. New Jersey? No. Nope. Nine. Uh, Connecticut? Nope. Ten. 
Rhode Island. Nope. No. 11. Uh, Massachusetts. Nope. No. 12. Vermont. No. Nope. 13. New York. Nope. No. 14. New Hampshire, I think it would pass. I hope so. Okay. But if we're at 14, it doesn't matter. Right. So, we, I, I mean, and that's with a couple that we thought were too close to call. We thought Washington State was too close to call. Yep. New Mexico maybe was too close to call. Okay. So we've got 14 places, most of the, most of almost every place that Hillary Clinton won in the last election, where we don't believe the Bill of Rights would pass as currently constructed. And that's the left America. They don't believe in the Second Amendment. They don't believe in much of the First Amendment, free speech, religious liberty, things of that nature. Um, so he's well, correct about that. It would well, not pass. The today. left America is the very following, uh, very following clip in the montage of David Hogg just saying, yeah, we're responsible for right. um, the mass shootings and murder of you know, numerous indigenous populations. That's the left America. Right. And of course, he doesn't believe that because no. if he did, he'd, he'd get off of cable TV and go join the reservation. Yep. All right, and, and, and stop using the, the accoutrements of Western civilization. But, but it doesn't matter if he really believes, believes it he, the, in terms of his own life. From a worldview standpoint, it's a level of self-loathing, cultic hatred. That, that, that's all that matters. Whether they would consistently live it out or not, they're going to continue to vote to inflict it upon you, period. So he, James Clyburn, member of Congress, is correct. The Bill of Rights would not pass as written would not be ratified today. Does anybody argue with that? No. No. Tell me, therefore, how you keep this thing called the United States of America together. Tell me how that happens. Define intervention. It isn't. Aaron is correct, which is why, what's the motto of our program? Revival or bust. Revival. If you've ever wondered, why are we revival or, or bust? This conversation we've had the last 10 minutes, in fact, put this, you know what? Make this a separate clip we'll do. and put it on Facebook Watch and tell people, because that way people will see it, unlike my actual Facebook page. <laughs> so, and tell people to, this is what we mean. This, this, is, this is why it's revival or bust on our show. Because he's correct. We wouldn't pass the Bill of Rights today. If you believe that those who think differently than you and vote differently than you only do so, because they're Hitler, fascist, and white supremacists. For example, would you vote to arm Nazis? Would you vote to give Nazis arms? No. 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 No, you wouldn't. Would you vote to give satanic uh, child sacrificers religious liberty? You th- no. Hey, they say, no. my, my religion says I can, I can slaughter no. you know, babies out here in the open to, to Moloch. Would you do that? No, but I'm no. not David French. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I want to start us off on a good note this week, please. Okay. Of course you wouldn't, right? Well, that's what they think of you. That's what they think of you. And so it's only, this is, this is not illogical. The notion that you would, you would deny access to the ability to be more destructive from those that you think are destructive. That's not illogical. What's illogical is the, is the believing you're the the in, in that we're destructive that's the illogical but then but then taking that to its most logical conclusion if you be, once you believe that is not the illogical part this is why you have to have the the argument isn't about the politics it's about the worldview this is why we lose most of these why would you stop let me let me set make it very plain for you why would you argue 
What, what do you think the chances are you'd get someone who believes you're a white supremacist to agree that you should still be able to own a firearm? Why would, why would there be any expectation that you could win such an argument? Why would you argue like common sense gun laws and argue no gun zones and argue, um, you, you know, the, the, present such a person, all the examples of the good guy with the gun or the old lady who shoots the home intruder? Why would you think that would persuade that person? The only reason you would do so is because you're lying to yourself. And you still think you're having the same typical left of center, right of center political arguments you've had in this country for decades. You're not having those arguments. You lost them. You lost them. Yep. Yes. The other side believes this, or at least a good portion of those who are determining the messaging of the other side. I think it still remains to be seen how many of your neighbors in regular everyday America, like how many people that voted for Hillary in Montana believe this? I don't think very many. How many people that voted for Hillary Clinton in Kentucky believe this? I don't think very many. But the people that voted for her in the states we mentioned, by and large, do. That's why they voted for her. That's why they're making you teach their curriculum in their schools. That's why. They believe this. They're acting on their beliefs. You're going to have a very difficult time convincing someone you're subhuman and that your beliefs are evil, that you should have the freedom to protect and act upon them. You're, that, that, that's, that's illogical. But I get why we do it. It's easier to get clicks, number one. And number two, it's the far more, it's the far easiest argument to have than the real world view one. It's far less confrontational. I understand that. I mean, you're going to lose your country going down the path, this path of least resistance. Don't get me wrong. But I sympathize with why. I mean, I've got all kinds of ruined relationships and business deals and, uh, and butt hurt. And people that have turned on me and accused me of, I've done tons of terrible things, but accused me of terrible things I haven't actually done. That's why I like to admit to you the terrible things I have done so that I get accused of doing the right terrible things. So I understand. I've experienced this throughout my, throughout, since post-conversion, throughout my career, I have experienced why you want to conflict avoid all of this. I get that. I, I sympathize with you. But I'm also telling you, you you're not going to get away with that any longer. Sooner or later, Santa Ana is coming through the front door of the Alamo. And you will have to decide, should we stand when we're totally encircled and surrounded and there's no way out? So it'll, it'll be a historic death, yes, and, and a heroic one. It will be an, a, a, a death, though, nonetheless. Will it be that? Or will we choose to take this stand and have this conversation when we have the numbers? Because it is coming the assyrians are coming the babylonians are coming and you can tell yourself that that rumbling you hear off in the distance isn't the visigoths but one day they will arrive at the wall because they're coming and so you can choose to confront them when you have someone of an advantage or you can wait until they surround you by the way if you looked at hillary clinton's you want to oh i gotta preach now you want a visual of what I'm talking about? Have you looked at Hillary Clinton's electoral map? Have you noticed on the outside is where all those states were that wouldn't ratify the Bill of Rights today. 
almost like they are surrounding the what's left of America in the middle. Hmm. McFly. Anybody home? Oh, I know. We're owning the libs and meet with the Taliban at Camp David, so that's cool. I get it. I know. But, okay. People like me told you they wouldn't ratify the Bill of Rights if they had to today, 10 years ago. And we were nuts, crazy. James Kleinberg's just going on television and saying it now. <laughs> um, do we have any comments? First of all, if you're that worked up over a chicken sandwich, man, they get, are. get help. They won't. Get help. And, and you're getting more than a cream for that. In fact, that's evidence that the opi opioid epidemic has not gone far enough. There are some people that need some tranquilizers. All right. I mean, that, it's, you're in a cult. You're insane. You're just, you're, you're, you're clinically insane. All right. But, but they're also the people that are voting. And they're the people I'm telling you. They're coming. So, do we have any thoughts on Mark Sanford's primary run? It's funny. It's just funny. Why, you, why is it funny to you? Why, why was funny the word that you used? With his past, he's the guy that, that's stepping into the breach against Trump. It's perfect. It's, per, it's how, and it, we're going we're gonna to watch all the people who support Trump religiously now try to tear him down, which mm -hmm. again, is just funny. When do you think we get the Trump's Playboy Bunnies and Stormy Daniels mistresses and conquests were hotter than uh, Mark Sanford's uh, uh, Appalachian Trail, oh. honey. Yeah, and, by the way, and, it, and, and, yeah, flaming yeah. dancer. He meant to say flamingo dancer. I don't know what that means still, but I just wanted to make that clear. I, I don't know what a flamingo dancer is. Do you? Is it some kind of stripper or something? Is it like a burlesque thing? I don't, well, I don't know what flamingo is, dancer means, but I'm also not, you know, 78. But Trump knows, and he's still tweeting that. Can, it, you don't. It's all circumstantial. It's not aspirational with this guy. I'll just reset what we talk about on a regular uh, basis. Um, just you do not hit your rag into the soul of Donald Trump. That this is it's going to be preposterous going forward. No matter what you do, no matter how you vote, this is going to be preposterous. I think that that by, that gaffe by Biden was was similar to the Stephen Colbert moment yeah. and the way that he recovered Freudian yeah. slip. I don't know. I think that's a pretty effective moment, mm -hmm. actually. If I was him, I would have waited to make that mistake on a far bigger stage and gotten a far bigger laugh, right? You want to know what a true gaffe looks like. So a month and a half ago, we thought Kamala Harris might be the best candidate that they have. I'm, I'm approaching the point now of, of get out. Get out now. That's because this is the kind of thing where you start ruining your future political aspirations. And because she's out there today claiming that she was she was really she, disturbed by that comment. She never heard him say she it. She ever heard him say it. Yeah. When she looks right at him, clearly laughs. And what you're seeing is she's not ready for prime time. She doesn't have the, uh, what, what, what's the thing you do with Obama when he puts his feet up, right? You know sure. what I'm saying? She doesn't have that swagger down. She's not ready yet. This is a wine being served before it's time. 
That is a colossal blunder because she gains no points by showing any form of self-awareness for it now. When it's so obvious that you knew what was there the first time that it was said. She'd again, if she was really the craven opportunist, and I think she is, but the craven opportunist prepared to go toe-to-toe with Trump on a national stage, she not only would not have apologized for this, she'd have been like, well, I would, I, I, I'm apologizing for the fact that he didn't call him a, you know, an MFing, uh, you know, uh, mental retard. You know what I'm saying? That's what the true, that's, that's the, that's the true Trumpian, you know, mm-hmm. I will not be lectured to triple down, quadruple down. I'll become even more outrageous than this. All right. She's not ready for going toe to toe with him. There's, I think the reason she's not ready is what I said on, on Friday. I really don't. She's a craven opportunist, but you can be that in many circles and not really truly understand your base, depending on where you, I, honestly, I think now that she's immersed in it, I think she's she's like has that reaction, you know, a cheeseburger's kind of good every once in a while that will not be so tolerated it, with her base. And what, she's what you're saying is she thinks she's just doing typical political yeah. sleight of hand yeah. and not realizing that okay, people are they're they're dropping serious <laughs> yes. cultic stuff on yes, her and she just can't handle she's it. She's paralyzed, yeah. Yeah. And that may be true too. But whatever the rationale is it for, it, it she has become amateur hour. If 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 I were advising her, I would tell her you've got this debate to hit some kind of Correct. a home run and if you don't you got a future political career You're still a young attractive woman politically in a u.s senate seat maybe time to get out before you do any more damage to yourself more in a moment Hey, back here on the Steve Day Show, live and on demand on Blaze Radio, TV, and podcast. If you're wondering why you can't seem to control your appetite, maybe not reaching some of your health and fitness goals, even though you've upped the activity level, well, regardless of your diet or commitment, uh, one of the things you need to know is that willpower only takes you so far when you're fighting against your own nature. Our brains are wired for survival. So they will tell our bodies we need more calories at times, no matter how much we eat. Luckily, though, your body was given a molecule that it produces. It's called OEA, which sends a signal from the belly to the brain to let the brain know you're full. But if you're like most of us, you don't produce enough of that OEA, so you kind of always feel hungry. This is why you might be struggling with your portion sizes and your craving controls. FDA-accepted Riduzone is here to do something about that. It was developed to provide the OEA we need to bridge that gap, and we've been telling you about this product uh, for a while now. I've heard from several of you that have seen some good results with it. Riduzone is a safe, vegetarian, gluten-free supplement that simply tells your body that you can stop eating because you're full. So stop fighting nature and manage your hunger uh, and your weight with Riduzone, America's number one supplement of OEA. If you want to try it right now, use my name, Steve, as a promo code. You'll get 30% off of your three-month supply when you go to Riduzone.com. That's R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E for Riduzone.com. Use that promo code, Steve, when you do. Good to see our good friend Bob Vanderplatz back here with us here on The Blaze. Where you been, man? I've, I, I've had folks asking me, is he still on the show? Uh, did he get fired? Yeah, I don't want to exaggerate. Did, did he go to the Trump White House? It's, it's only two people cared. Oh, shit. But, it, but it's two more than I thought, frankly, we're, we're going to care. Uh, but um, it's good to have you back with us. And I'm glad to be back. Just been traveling a lot. I know you have been fascinated watching uh, 
Pete Buttigieg, the uh, the mayor of South Bend. Mm-hmm. And I have been saying all along, this is not a presidential candidate. He keeps saying it's a troll. It's a troll. It, it, it's, it's something the system devised to ensnare and entrap guys that do what you do for a living. <laughs> and to, to get you to go out there and put on tape and to put on meme, all kinds of stupid stuff. Uh, you know, that, are you going to talk about my tweet over the weekend? Is, that, is this a stupid tweet? Or no, 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 okay. no, no, right. no. But that just to be patient to wait, he was never a major factor. This was a troll. This was an attempt to continue to attack white evangelicals for their support of Donald Trump. Right. We've said that for months. Right. And I said, if you're just patient, patient. I, I, I know that the bait is just, and it ain't going to click itself. It's one of our models here at the show, that bait ain't going to click itself. And I know that it's just been dangling out there, the shiny fruit, all right? But if you're a person of faith, you have to know to beware of the low-hanging shiny fruit, right? Right? So just, Come on, just, Adam. Just, just wait the serpent out a little bit longer. Make him go to the second level of talking point, Right. And because the first one always sounds so good. Didn't you tell me one of your sons at first was kind of like, I don't know, maybe this guy's got something new, right? Then he made him get to the second level of talking point, right? Right. And then suddenly the fact that he was raised in the Vanderplatz household came back to, he, 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 he's like, okay, yeah, we're not going that way. Yeah. Right. You peel back the onion. He looks a little bit sane in this Democrat yeah. field. He's until a proud you... veteran and he is. He's got an exemplary military record, yeah. which he does. Right. Yeah. Right. Doesn't look, I mean, he looks like a dude. He doesn't bring in the, the, the effeminate nature. Like he doesn't come out of central casting. Right. You know, doesn't have the bad earring with the bald head that he shaved, you know, um, and he doesn't have rainbow undies. Right. Right. He looks and he's the mayor of just Heartland, America, South Bend, Indiana, which is a freaking armpit if you've ever been there. All right. So, right. So, well, I'm not going to say that about South Bend because I, I haven't been there, but uh, I, I have been there and I can say so. But, um, but you're a Michigan fan. I think it's where Notre I Dame said hangs nothing, out, right? Well, the Notre Dame campus is gorgeous. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. When you go to Notre Dame, there's the Notre Dame campus and then there is South Bend, Indiana. And so he's not president of Notre Dame. Yeah, yeah, no. South Bend, Indiana is like a suburb of Gary, Indiana. And you don't want to be a suburb of Gary, Indiana, if you know what I'm saying. All right. So I, that's why I just said this is, this is a classic garden play, right? This is the enemies just kind of going back into his notebook. It's like, all right, let's, let, let's run the power sweep at him, the fullback dive, right? And, and you knew we were, some of us were going to fall for it. We just could, in the era, particularly in the era of Trump, we just can't wait to just line up and say, yeah, we're all the hypocrites that you guys keep calling us. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. Label us again. That's us. Yeah. We just can't wait to, to write their scripts for them. Right. But I told you, if you just waited, waited about sooner or later, the wolf would take off the sheepskin. And I think Bob, we are now at that point with Mayor Pete where he has, Oh, I mean, just in ways that are even lefties are like, huh? Overtly just bastardizing scriptures He's 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 out of he's out of scams now, and he has to start talking real substance. Well, being football season, we have a need for speed, so a lot of us love to comment immediately, and we don't like to wait. We don't like to put in the clutch and see what the next layer is. But what I think what Pete Buttigieg is really taking a look at, or really counting on, is that this faith vote, this evangelical vote, uh, these people really don't believe what they believe to be really true, and or they just don't know their scripture. And he might be right on a couple of those points. Do we really know our scripture? But now when he outkicked his coverage in the latest right, one right. about, listen, the scripture is clear that life begins at breath because mm-hmm. God breathed in and therefore 
that was the creation. So therefore, it's got to begin at breath. And that is now what he's hanging his hat on in arguing about for abortion all the way up till the baby's first breath outside of the womb. This is, I think, a teachable moment for our audience because scam artists and con artists and heretics like Pete Buttigieg, and they've had names, you know, throughout history. Sometimes their names are Pelagius. Sometimes their names are Arius. Sometimes the name are Marcion. They have, they've had different names throughout history, okay? But it's always the same scam. They're always counting on the first thing being true, what you just said. Mm -hmm. They're always counting on God's people not knowing why they believe what they believe. Not taking St. Peter's admonition to always have reasons for the hope that you have, seriously. They, 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 they take advantage of that, right? Where they fall apart is if you, that's why you got to take them to the next level. When they fall apart is when you force them to come out from underneath attacking and red herring and scorning and scoffing at traditional Christian thought. And you force them to say, well, if you reject traditional Christian orthodoxy, what do you think Christian orthodoxy is then? See, they, they, they're, they're rarely forced to answer those questions. And that's why he was a troll, because he was able to gain a foothold of popularity by trolling a segment of the population that the Democratic base just disdains with the heat of a thousand suns. Mm -hmm. But that's why he was never a serious presidential candidate, because it's sooner or later, you're going to have to replace an ethic with, with then the one that you are substituting, right? And that's where his answers don't make any sense. That's why there's no there there. And I think that's why his candidacy ultimately never really took off. And, and, is, is and, there, there's nothing there. And Steve, what you and I talked about before on the show is when I invited the top seven presidential candidates to our leadership summit, Pete Buttigieg being one of those top seven. To have this conversation, have the discussion, to go to the second, third, fourth layers of theological debate. And obviously, he didn't want to do it. It's almost like saying, you know, he's calling out Mike Pence, when really Mike Pence hasn't done anything to this guy to call him out. And the fact that the first thing he did to try and launch his candidacy was going after Mike Pence the way that he did should have been everybody's signal. This is just a troll. And so I agree with you. He is not a serious presidential candidate, although he'll be on the debate stage. He's a very serious troll. What I mean by that, this guy's got millions of dollars. He's raised a, a bunch of money, has a lot of followers. Why? Because the seriousness of his trolling. And that's why I think it's good to expose him. And that's why my tweet, I'm not sure exactly what it was. I could pull it up. But this is blatant deception by Pete Buttigieg. In right. regards to the scripture, who's trying to validate his own candidacy and his own belief and lifestyle. That's all. And we see that that happens every day at ends and why, right? Mm -hmm. I use scripture to validate what I want to be. I invite God to my throne versus going to God's throne. Because scripture causes me to be refined. It causes me to sacrifice. It causes me to say, I know I'm not God, but I want to be more and more like him and according to his principles and to his precepts. And that is not the case in what he's in what he's articulating right now. It also shows why the the, the churches and denominations, people like Pete, uh, attend and take over implode. Because let's just take the, let's take Christian orthodoxy out of the equation and just look at what he is asserting as a standalone product. Right? 
What, what he is asserting is that he has deep personal convictions about something that he can't define and doesn't really have any definable belief system and, and can, is malleable. If that's the case, why am I? Why the hell am I getting up on a Sunday morning to do? I can There's get a that lot from better places to be entertained. Yeah, I can get that from Oprah, and she and, and Oprah gives me a car. She doesn't ask me to buy her one. Yeah, you, you know, Oprah gives stuff away. She gives stuff to me for watching that, and it's not until four o'clock in the afternoon. It's not eight a.m. on a Sunday when I got to get up after last night's bender, and then you ask me to give you money. Why would I do that? Yeah. It makes no. It, it 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 cannot stand on its own. He can't. He 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 says abortion's a really difficult choice. Why? If it's if if life doesn't begin until a child takes its first breath, why, independent why, on its why, own, if, why then, would that be a tough yeah. choice? I mean, does any when when there's an ant hill right there at the walkway in your front door in the summertime? Do you sit there and ponder? You know, I wonder if I should get the broom out or the blower and get rid of this thing. Or you know, these ants are precious. No one struggles with that. Or should I stop my kids from stomping on it? Right. You, there's none of these beliefs can stand on their own. That's why they have to troll us. And that's why what I found over the years, starting when we went through this with the retention election years ago until now, the most common tactic is to simply just ask, or the most successful tactic is to simply just ask them, then tell me what you want to do instead. Where do you think the law comes from instead? Where do you think morality comes from instead? You know, why are, you know, again, we are to have a ready defense, Bob, for the things we believe, but that doesn't mean we have to be on the defensive. And where, where Pete is struggling here is this tactic works well when you want to sell books. All right. This tactic works well when you want to get booked on ma- major shows and, and, and become the token fake Christian uh, person that goes and, and tells them what, to, you know, uh, what they want to hear. But when you have to run for office, and you got to actually supply real plans and real ideology. See, Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren believe this stuff about Christianity too, but they also have some real fleshed-out positions and ideologies. You may not like them, all right? At least they've thought they, about but it. But they've thought it through. They've got some answers to deep questions. They're all wrong, but they have answers, all right? This is the definition. That's the difference between a, a, a candidate and a troll. He has no affirmative position. Because he has concocted a series of positions in order to justify his sin. And once now that he is running for president, if he were on a book tour, he'd never have to answer these questions. And he'd just get away with just doing the troll act. Mm -hmm. But since he's running for president, he's got to provide an affirmative vision. And that's why he's falling apart. And so he would have no platform. And he would have, so so why is he taken off? Because he believes, and I think he's right, that there's a segment of America's population that voted for Trump that should be questioning, why did I vote for Trump? There's a lot of things about Trump that, as an evangelical or person of faith, I just can't stand, whether it be taking the Lord's name in vain, whether it be swearing from the podium, whether it be doing... It's a little bit like when I was a coach in the summertime for a guy by the name of Bobby Knight. And the assistant coach said to me, he said, you know what, Bob? Beyond Knight's words, because Knight's words could be somewhat inflammatory. Beyond Knight's words, listen to what he's saying. Watch what he's doing. Really understand the game of basketball. And I think this is a case, too, where we need to get beyond the words and say, okay, what are the actions? Are we really going to kill babies till their first breath? Or is it, you know, the words, I mean, I don't agree with all the words, but or I'll defend the sanctity of human life, or I'll advance the sanctity. You have to look at the actions as well. Is Trump a perfect guy? No. But what happens is Buddha judge is saying, 
I'm going to exploit and I'll be the troll yep. to undermine that base that was crucial to his election. So here's the question to ask you before we have to let you go. And I want to ask it now because I want to give you plenty of minutes to answer it. All right. <laughs> There's going to come a time. All right. The enemy's going to learn from this. Okay. So then there's going to come a time that, that someone will attempt to use these trolls, but then, but then have a thought out, pre-planned, affirmative vision for what, for what the faith ought to look like instead, and use a presidential campaign uh, as the platform in order to try to communicate this to America in a way that it's not some ham and egger, you know, bottom of the barrel, you know, opportunistic mayor of a, of a podunk town in middle America who has, who's not prepared for this clearly. All right. The next time it will be somebody who probably is. Okay. Are we ready for that? I would say today we're not. And part of it is, is that we're, we're caught up into the, the 140 character tweet world or the 280, whatever it is today, the tweet world, the Instagram, the clickbait, all those things you talk about instead of why do you really believe what you believe to be really true? And I think it's a great opportunity for the church to be the church. And so if you're hanging your hat on the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, where Paul says, if it happened, you know, thank God I have eternal life. If it didn't happen, you know, I should be considered, you know, probably the biggest fool of them all. But if we're hanging our hat on the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, it's that event that launched the movement. The movement is the church. Upon this rock, I'll build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And it is the event that launched the movement that gives the validity of God's word. Because God's word would be nothing more than great writing if that event never happened. And so now, but you better be seeking what is, what is the word of God? What does God's word say about this? Because it teaches about everything. And that's where we tell pastors all the time, Steve, is we don't need you to be more political. Because a lot of pastors are saying, you know what, I can't be political. I got to run from politics. Mm-hmm. We don't need you to be more political, but doggone it, you have to be biblical. And you need to be culturally relevant. What does biblical and culturally relevant mean? When you have a candidate for president of the United States saying life doesn't begin yep. until the first breath, yep. you need to bring it out. Preach. And you yep. need to teach, baby. Yep. And you need to get, get your, your congregation into the word of God. The same way on marriage, same way on sexuality, but it, it teaches on everything. Be culturally relevant. And right now, when you see a troll running for the highest office in the land with serious dollars behind him, you should be willing to address it. You know, it, it ain't like the Vanderplatz kids are, are unfamiliar in the home they were raised in on what the Bible says, right? Sure. And so if, if a, a generation of young people that were raised with some level of orthodoxy and discernment, and if, if they can take a, a five-minute pause and say, you know, this looks different. Maybe, maybe there's maybe a way to— Maybe I should to, listen yeah, to this. right. Okay. Where do you— Folks took a lot more than a, most folks probably took a lot more than a five minute break. You know what I'm trying yep. to say? You're exactly right about that. And here's the, the other part I want to bring in. And if then you go to Sunday worship and it never gets talked about, it never gets brought, I can't touch, I can't talk about that. You're, that's up for you to decide. Now you're on very, very shaky ground. Mm-hmm. Because if it's up for you to decide, what good's the word of God at that That's point? exactly right. That, that is exactly right. When we refuse to address 
the issues and the values that the Bible says are preeminent because we politis- because we say, well, they become politicized. Nature abhors a vacuum. That becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. If the church doesn't defend its ground, then the political sphere will take that ground sure. and define it as theirs in the future. And it was the church's job always to transform the culture, not the culture's job to transform the church. And if, if you're taking your cues about what you can and cannot say from the pulpit based on what's radioactive in the culture, I'm sure glad that the folks who were given that charge in, a, in the first century did not do that. Well, Otherwise, we might not be here at, with, the, with, the, with the luxuries and freedoms that we have today to talk about the gospel. And what we, again, what we say to pastors, if you're concerned about how radioactive it is, how controversial it is, the next time you go to your church, stop and pause and take a look at that cross. Hmm. If you want to see something that was controversial and radioactive, it's still the most controversial and radioactive thing there is today. That's a great way to end it. Well said, man. Good to see you. I'm glad I'm back. Be gone like for long stretches in the future because you're much better with a lot of time to think about it. <laughs> you know, it's where my wife says hunger is the best, you know, ingredient. You know, being gone. Hey, I missed you, man. Yeah. Hey, it was good to see you. Good Thanks to see for coming you. Back. Hey, we're going to come back here. Uh, with hour two in a moment, we're going to open the phone lines, 888-900-3393. It's our Monday Town Hall. If you had a chance to quiz the Democratic presidential candidates, what question would you ask? We'll get to that with hour number two in a moment. We are back with Hour 2, live and on demand on The Blaze, and our phone lines are open at 888-900-3393. 888-900-3393. We want to give you a chance with our Monday Town Hall to let us know if you had the chance with the Democratic presidential debates starting back up here later this week, and it's post-Labor Day when more and more people now are going to start paying attention. The field will be winnowed somewhat. I think there's going to be, is it 10 or 11 people on the stage now? And it's just going to be one singular debate, right? Not not doubleheaders this time. That's my understanding. Okay. So with uh, with things getting a little bit uh, seriouser, if you had a chance to ask one question and one question only of the Democratic presidential field on camera, what question would you ask, and why did you choose that question? And the first people, or the first three people that decide they want to take part in our Monday Town Hall, will send you uh, some Steve Day Show swag. We've got. Uh, lots of cool Nike gear, like the long sleeve uh, tee that I'm wearing. You, we've got polos, we've got pullovers, hats. Eight at eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. That's eight at eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. So I've got some good news and some bad news for you though. First, it's about the cruise through history we told you about earlier this year. The good news is that Glenn Beck is adding even more entertainment while you are sailing. The bad news is that the cruise is getting very close to being sold out. There's literally just a few cabins left. The countries are going to be amazing, but the historical perspective will be incredible. Learning from Glenn, David Barton, Rabbi Lappin, Stu, Pat, and uh, the rest of the team that's uh, helming this trip, they've added several shows that will illustrate how America was born out of the lessons learned from the region of the world that you're going to be visiting. So you'll sail with a museum that will be full of historical items that will help you uh, learn the tale of the founding of our republic. Paired with amazing amenities of this cruise, it's just a fantastic way to make this the adventure of a lifetime. Seeing the birthplace of the Republic, commerce, and our fate that inspired our founding fathers with the idea that man could rule himself will be such an incredible 
experience. But time is running short. You want to take advantage of the last few remaining spots, visit comesailaway.com to learn more. That's comesailaway.com to learn more for more details. Again, comesailaway.com. Before we go to the phone lines, you guys have any thoughts on the, particularly you, Todd, because I know this is a topic that you and I have kind of gone back and forth with throughout a lot of 2019. The conversation that Bob and I just had about Pete Buttigieg, whose full troll has now been revealed. And while that is uh, perhaps the biggest reason why his ceiling uh, in terms of this presidential run can only go so high, I, I'm still confident his impact in the conversation will, will be sustained all the way till the end. And he, he will be the um, John Kasich of this entire thing. I mean, do you really think he wants to go back to South Bend and debate with the people who think he's not doing enough to keep the cops in line over there? He doesn't want to go home. He's going to ride, and he's got the money, like Bob said. So he he is going to troll this thing into the kind of popularity he wants to go carry him through to the rest of his life, and he doesn't want it to be South Bend. That's what, that's ex- what you said, though, is exactly why I think he's doomed. Because there's going to be somebody that's going to come along who's far better prepared for this who's got far more experience in the arena than managing, uh, you know, parking ordinances in South Bend, Indiana. That's going to look at the market. I've never debated with you that there was not a market for his, for the candidate that he, that he was projecting himself to be. I never did. I never said that I didn't think that that candidate could be successful in today's democratic party. I just didn't believe he was capable of being that candidate. And, and to me, I I think this is the classic case of the the person who puts up a mom and pop store to try to take advantage of a market in a in a in a new town and then you know the Walmart or Target or the the big boy looks at that and thinks wow you proved to us that there's a baseline market in there we'll take it from here i mean it's like think progress why did think progress shut down because why would you get leftist trolling from think progress you know and their recent college grads who are still figuring out you know when to use there, there, and there, and when it's there and it's, when you can get it A-grade professional from the six-figure per employee uh, you know, newsroom at the New York Times, right? The minute the New York Times adopted their talking points, there was no point in clicking on the B-team anymore and getting it from a bunch of you know kids who just aren't good enough to work at BuzzFeed. You're getting it from the professionals now. The, the adults are here doing this content now, and so... There, there's no more markets for the move-ons and think progresses of the world or the Southern Poverty Law Centers because the, 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 the main idea sectors where the true professionals work are doing it. Similarly, someone is going to look at what this, from a, from a state that Dems hate and the kind of community that they view as podunk, and they're going to look at what this guy did with no experience, no real talent. If he wasn't gay, this wouldn't have made it this far. So the only reason he's here and has raised this money is his sexuality, right? Yes. He's offering no real talent, no real charisma. And the more he talks, the more self-righteous, nauseating, egotistical he sounds. Okay, the more grating he is. Someone that, that, that has far more panache and, has, and, and understands how to work a stage is going to look at that and say, there's a boom market there. And they're going to look at the money he's raising and saying, man, I could, if, if, if you're giving yeah. that kind of money to a ham and egger, you know, uh, like that, you know, to a guy who's, you know, a, the custodial engineer of political candidates. What are they going to, how much money is somebody like me going to raise? That's why I asked Bob the question I asked at the end, because I do believe Buttigieg is a trailblazer and soon will come someone 
who fully understands how to use the trolling that he is trying to tap into in its full context. And I think that's that's the person to truly be wary of. Oh, when that time comes. But right now, his willingness to become more grading actually works in his benefit because we know what his base is. Yeah, the base that just wants to troll. It's the people laying on the carp uh, yeah, on yeah. the sidewalk in front of uh, Chick Fil A. Agreed, but but I think there is a I think the base could be even bigger with a professional doing that. Trolling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm with you on that. All right, let's go to the phones. 888-933-93. Aaron, I didn't ask you. Did you want to chime in on the Buttigieg thing or not? Really, no. I mean, I think I think everything that's uh, been said is is very uh, prescient. I mean, you are. You are correct. If there is somebody who is just craving enough, I mean, heck, Kamala Harris could have seen that. I think she'd be much more effective at trying to do what Buttigieg is doing than Pete Buttigieg. But somebody like that, who is just a craven opportunist, sees a niche in the marketplace or maybe even sees an unfilled, untapped potential in the marketplace, uh, the political marketplace, and says, hey, I'm going to be the uh, trendy, progressive uh, Christian, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. who's going to come along and uh, just, um, you know, Karl Marx with a few Bible verses, basically. That's that's going to be a market um, that's going to be filled sometime and uh, duck. Yes. When that comes. What Buttigieg attempted to do was take your typical Democrat misusing the Bible just in a few places and and put forth in a a holistic hermeneutic. And he doesn't have, he's not smart enough. He's not equipped to do it. He's not intellectual enough. But a person who is, is going to look at the, 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 some of the tangible success he had going there, despite those inadequacies and is going to say, I can tap into that market. That's coming. We better be ready. 888-900-3393. Let's go to Aaron in New York. The question we're asking you with our Monday town hall. With the Democratic presidential debates starting back up again later this week, and did you just see that the, the poll that was going to put Tulsi Gabbard back on stage yeah. actually is not going to count now in the DNC formula because it, <laughs> because it was registered voters and not likely voters. So it appears that she will not reach the threshold to make the debate stage, which... That's the best news Kamala Harris has had in about five weeks, probably. Okay. But if you could ask a question of those on that Democratic debate stage who are running for president, ask them one question that you thought would open up some eyes about from from friends, family members, neighbors you have that are kind of falling for these canards. What would that question be and why? Aaron in New York, you're first here on the Steve Day Show. Go ahead, sir. Hey, guys. How you doing? Hey, Um, we could be a little better, but we could be a lot worse. Amen to that. Um, the question I thought to ask was, uh, many in your party have taken the position that the Second Amendment does not apply to modern-day guns because the founders couldn't have imagined such technology existing. Would you like to use your First Amendment rights to affirm that position tonight on live TV? I like it because they couldn't have envisioned uh, social media, <laughs> the Internet, broadcast, uh, you know, uh, uh, broadband media. Is that what you're getting at there, Aaron, with that question? That, that is exactly what I'm getting at. If, if you want to be hypocritical about it, then go right ahead and uh, be hypocritical for us. That is a great yep. question. Aaron, thank you for the call. Let's, let's chew on that one for a minute. Why not, if the same standard for the founders could never have envisioned, and the new talking point is, I like how they keep changing their talking points to try to figure out what will stick. The, the weapons of war thing is the new one, right? 
Is that the one that they're going yeah. with recently? The uh, the founders would have never envisioned you had weapons of war. Well, the founders thought you know had muskets. Those were their weapons of war. Yeah. So, but but that, that's a total canard. But let's go with it along the lines of what Aaron in New York is suggesting. If 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 we're going to base this off of things that the founders could have never envisioned, they could have never envisioned that there would be cable news, particularly ones that are giving platforms to folks who called the founding fathers uh, a bunch of uh, racist, uh, white supremacist, fascist, right? They could have never envisioned that, right, Aaron? I mean, so if we're going to go with that, then I guess, you know, your freedom of the press thing, your freedom of speech thing, we need to take a different look at that, don't we? Yeah. In light of recent uh, evolutions. Yeah, but uh, here's the thing, too. Um, You could ask probably the, the same people, you know, while we're at it, let's just repeal the Bill of Rights. And I would guess maybe 13, 14 states, something like that, just a completely random guess that I'm having right now, right on the spot. I'm guessing 13 or 14 states would probably say, yeah, let's just get rid of the of the Bill of Rights altogether. So, you know, there's there's also that there. But that that turn of phrase at the end, at the end, would you like to uh, would you like to stipulate your stupid opinion uh, lie on live TV? Inject that directly into my veins. What do you think, Todd? It is great, but the problem is, and that's the trick of what we do, how, how to how to change uh, the dynamic of the conversation, is the other side is beyond shame. They, they, there might be some awkward moments there for them, but their base their base doesn't care. And I, we, we, I'm glad we're exploring all this, but that really is the trick. How do you the thing that would have embarrassed them? I don't know, five years ago, it, it just won't embarrass them uh, anymore. They will they will do your Jehovah's Witness blinking thing and I agree. they will move on. I agree. But here's where I think this kind of question That's is a extremely one. effective. We're heading to a national divorce in this country, I believe, sadly, and maybe something worse. You know, it's revival or bust. And in the meantime, there's... There's maybe one human thing we could do to stave this off. And that is we've got to find out how much of America that may not be as conservative as us or as constitutional as we are, though, wants to take it as far as the, the, the base of people mm-hmm. that, are, that are running the Democratic presidential primary right now. We need to find out the answer to that. Because I, I think that's, that's, that's the missing component in the equation. We don't know that math. We don't really know. And because there's not, a, there's not a place for them to have their voices heard. Because if, if you're not willing to say the craziest leftist stuff, they're not talking to you on MSNBC and CNN. And if you're not willing to say Trump is great, gave me some chocolate cake, you're not, you know, your you're, Fox isn't going to put you on. So you don't have a voice if you're that person. If you're, and who's that person? That person who thinks, you guys, you guys, man, really think people ought to be able to own a tank? That doesn't make any sense to me. The person who thinks, you know, I, 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 I would bake a gay wedding cake. I don't know why you wouldn't, <clears throat> but it's probably not my place to judge you if you don't want to. Who, that person. How many of those people are there? Because that could literally be the difference in a civil war or not. I'm not, you know, avoiding one in the future. 
is the answer to that question. And the question, and the way that and Aaron asked the kind of question, and I should probably stipulate this. You're not, Aaron, Todd is right. We're, if any question you ask us, Todd could give the same answer. They're not moving those people. We're not, we're not here to move those people. That's why I said originally last hour. What question could you ask them that might prompt people you know who are otherwise sober-minded and clear-thinking to cause some scales to come off their eyes and say, hold on a second here. Is that really what we're saying? And we know that we know these people exist in some numbers. If they didn't, the freak out over Ralph Northam going on that radio show earlier this year and saying, well, you know, if the baby's born, swaddle in some clothes and decide if you want to stick a fork in it or not, they wouldn't have freaked out and, 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 and scrubbed that as quickly as they, memory hold that, as quickly as they could. They wouldn't be losing it every time Trump talks about them wanting to execute babies. They wouldn't be losing it if they, if they were not aware that these people exist. What we don't know is how many of them are there. But we need, so we're not framing questions. You're not going to get Elizabeth Warren. You're not the Holy Spirit, right? You're not going to ask Elizabeth Warren a question that's going to make her sit there and think after 60 years of hardened leftism, you know, by golly, I never looked at it that way before. I've been believing a canard this whole time. That's not going to happen. What you're trying to use is, is that, is that, is, is, is that field of candidates as the foil to reach the people that might do that though. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Cause you're right. Any, any, that's about as que- as clever as you can get is what Aaron came up with. And you're right. They're just going to, you know, the conditioning will take over, but that, don't you think that's also the kind of question though, if you're watching this with some of your with a family member who may not be as right wing as you are and they're like, Oh, come on. Really? Really? Come on. That doesn't yeah. make any sense. That's what you're looking for is that moment. If our, to put that another way, if our country still has a shot in the near term without going to very lengthy measures to save it, we need yes. to count on there's a lot of those people out there. And so how do we find them? Right. Let's go next to James in West Virginia. James, welcome. Uh, you're live and on demand here on Blaze TV, radio or podcast. What's the question you would ask, James? I'd ask Elizabeth Warren if me being a white man and I identified as a black man would I receive payments for reparations? <laughs> that's, the, that's another kind of question that provokes the people we're trying to reach, right? And, and the, just the stupidity of all of this. How far does this really go? So certain, certain classes of people, if, if they have certain beliefs, then they get to just identify and re-identify as many times as they want to get the outcome they want. I've got to believe there's still a lot of America that thinks that's nuts, that thinks that's crazy. So I love the fact, James, that I think you again, thank you for the call. I think James has also now crafted the kind of question that provokes this kind of conversation. What do you think, Aaron? Well, yes, and... I think he he definitely chose Elizabeth Warren on purpose there because, because of the she, she might yeah. have a little bit of insight on this. But at the same time, for their base, she's not going to be able to say uh, uh, she's it's it's basically trapped. I mean, she's she's basically trapped. Um, she can say um, she can say. Uh, no, you can't do that. Uh, that's demeaning to um, African Americans, and then she's going to re- lose the what is her name, the Rachel Dolezal, Dolezal, uh, Dolezal yeah. crowd. I mean, you know, she is not going to be able to say the sane answer, but at the same time, if she says the insane answer, um, 
then that's going to cause a lot of people to, to step back and say, uh, hang on one second here. Yeah. See, this ties into the conversation, Todd, I was having with Bob about why I never took Buttigieg seriously as a candidate while believing that that kind of a candidate, if he was serious, could be successful. All right. Because it's one thing to troll. It's another thing to govern. All right. These guys are and gals. They're not running for book of the month. They're not running for the New York Times bestseller list. They're not running for a booking on Ellen or Oprah. They're not, they're not running to get a show on OWN or to take Chris Hayes' spot on MSNBC to be same communist, less dumb. They're not running for that. They're running for president. And to win this office requires you to get some votes of people who may not agree with you on everything, which means you've got to put forth some affirmative vision for the country. And that means you can't, you can't just run on, you suck. You got to run on, so we're going to do this instead. You have to run on that. At some point, you do. And these are the kinds of questions they don't ever, in the, in the enclaves they live in and, and work in, they are allowed to say, I can take over your tax-subsidized university and take over your tenure and your faculty and only my view of the origin of species can be taught. And if you try to teach an opposing view, I can fire you, have you removed. And, and, and I can make it that only my view is taught while I'm also running the diversity club. They live in this kind of a world. Most people hate that. They hate that. That's why they wanted to deny the Baron L. Stutzmans of the world existed. They wanted to deny the Klein Bakers existed. The Masterpiece Cake Shops existed. That's why they wanted to memory hole Ralph Northam's comments. That's why. So what you're looking for are questions that force the reality of the governing. When they're done calling Trump a racist, like they said, you know, Bush was a warmonger. Whatever the term is of whoever the face of the Republican Party is at that time. Mitt Romney, of, uh, you know, a, 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 a greedy creep. Whatever the, whatever the term is for this cycle. When, they, when they're done calling those names and they have to govern, what's it look like? That's what you're trying to force out. Okay, Trump's a racist, so what are we going to do instead? Reparations? Really? Okay, well, like James in West Virginia said, I identify now as a black male. So do I get some? Right, this is what you want to force them to do is to have to face up to the consequences of the alternative that they're seeking. What are your thoughts, Todd? You do want them to do that, but when there is a president who's incapable of pushing back uh, in a regular way on what those consequences are, I mean, people like... The shtick, if it's not just the shtick, if it's an add-on to everything else, and that's the thing, uh, Trump uh, never gives you that. So we're just stuck with people. Right now, I don't know how many people are actually paying attention uh, to what's going on, and then it's just thrust at you in the 11th hour, and uh, this thing has a feeling of inevitability. That I get, I'm not, I'm playing devil's advocate here, mm-hmm. I, I know, but that that's the really, these, these questions asked over and over and over again should be 
a death blow. I mean, they just, to a reasonable people that still is moored in some way in what our country was founded on. I, speaking of answer questions I don't know the answer to, we're talking, we're looking for one population. I'm looking for that population. I'm looking for the population that is uh, uh, capable of, uh, in, in the professional circles, whatever they may be, we can't, we, they, they're the ones that need to help wake people up because a lot of people have gotten used to the fact they are reasonable people. I believe they're out there, but they also have a feeling of inevitability about all of this and just like, I'm trying to be left alone for as long as I can. Agreed. Further evidence this audience exists, look at Kirsten Cinema. Yeah. Okay. She's in Arizona's become a true swing state now. You know, and I mean, this was a woman who is just a few years removed from uh, cheering her uh, broadcast partner on when he said he hated America so much he wanted to go join the Taliban. And, and even BuzzFeed, of all people, found it anti-American and abhorrent, and they're the ones that exposed this, okay? She's now like America's senator. She's like holding all these bipartisan meetings, you know, panels, uh, siding with Trump on cleaning up the asylum-seeking process. I mean, if you look at some of the stuff that Ken Cuccinelli said on this show last week about the, uh, the, 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 the false um, witness you're seeing in the asylum process. Let, let me claim asylum and I get to come into your country for free forever. I mean, I've heard Kristen Cinema. Is it Kirsten or Kristen? I've heard, it, I've heard both of them. I believe them. it's Kirsten. Kristen? Kirsten. Kirsten, okay. I've heard Kirsten Cinema say some of those exact same things. So, so why would, why would miss, yeah, hate America, join the Taliban, great. Suddenly, who was getting attacked by BuzzFeed for being too far left and anti-America. Now that she's in office, why all of a sudden is she the closest thing we have in the country right now? And isn't there, there's probably a joke there about going both ways, I'm guessing, given the subject matter. But why is she the closest thing we have in the country right now to a moderate Democrat? Don't you think she's like, I'm not saying she is one. I'm just saying she's the closest thing I've, I've seen in elected office in the Democratic Party in Washington, in, in Washington to a moderate in some time. Why? Why? Because she represents a swing state. She's got to win statewide. That's why. So we, we know from their reactions to Ralph Northam and the way Senator Sinema is acting, we know this base exists. What we've got to do, and when I say the we, now I'm talking the what's left of America. We got to draw that audience out. And we got to, we got to give them permission to push back on the crazy train without first signing up with all of our agreement beliefs on the issues at the same time. That's the mistake I thought Turning Point USA made with Kanye West. That's why he's gone dark. Because he was all in until they tried to turn him into a Trump, a Trump stooge. Yep. And now he's gone silent. All right? So don't, when you're bringing people out of conditioning, once, the, once you have been in a bad relationship, let me put it in another context. When you've been in a really bad relationship, you trusted in for a long time. Are you eager to get into another serious relationship right away after something like that? No. You're weary, right? Or you're wary is the word I'm looking for, actually. If you've been in a dysfunctional church, when we were in a dysfunctional megachurch years ago, and it was time that we knew that God was calling us to leave it, my wife said, I don't want to go to another megachurch. I want to go to a smaller one. Why? Because we just got burned by a megachurch. That's why. Now we kind of go to one that would 
most people would describe as one, although the preaching is actually orthodox compared to where we were before. But that's human nature, right? When you've been burned by something that you really believed in, the tendency is to be very wary and hesitant about following anything that seems now like it might have some of those same aims, some of those same structures, ideas. This was the mistake made with Kanye West. You get him to rebuke, and I never, I didn't believe it at first. That was something I was, I was, I was right about Buttigieg. I was wrong about Kanye. I mean, I thought he was going to sell us out long before we got to this point. He actually started going on shows and defending his positions. I was stunned. I thought he was scamming us from the whole get-go. But the minute that they're like, okay, and that's why you got to, uh, that's why it's hashtag MAGA, eh, clock out, checking out. Thank you, though. Why? Because it sounds a little bit like that which he just turned away from. So you need to draw this base of people out without a goal in mind. Meaning that this is not an outcome-based relationship. You don't have to suddenly decide Trump is great, gave me some chocolate cake, and everything Trump does is great, and you're going to laugh at every troll every bit as much as me. No, no. Don't, if you, if you tell them it, that, that in order for you to align with them, to push back on the invading pagan horde, they now have to line up with, they got to think, you know, you're, I'm glad Hannity's doing Hillary's emails again tonight. You're going to lose those people. That's never going to happen. You got to give them permission to make up their own minds. You can't sit there and say, hey, push back on this cult and then turn right around and say, maybe though, have you tried mine? That's not going to work. Does does that make sense what I'm trying to say? And that's exactly what I meant about our professional class, of which I include what we do, who needs to improve its game. Aaron, what are your thoughts on this? No, I, you, you cannot do the dueling cult thing. We've talked about that multiple times, and that's basically what we're talking about again now, is that we cannot be, we just cannot afford, if we, I don't know who we is here, but the what's left of America, those people who maybe are uh, persuadable, who have been worked over, but are maybe uh, persuadable to just avoid the Democrats and the crazy that they want to bring, uh, those people are not going to uh, the, the the very the very thing that they would de- detest about the left America is what they'll detest about us if we if we say all right we're not them but in order for you to be with us you got to sign up to Cheeto Jesus saves mm-hmm. they're going to detest that as well Agreed. again the dueling cult thing is never going to work and I think that's the point of of this last few minutes of this conversation yes. And, and it's going to be very difficult to get them if you're, if, to ask them to have self-awareness if you're not willing to have yeah. some, right? If you're, not, if you're not willing to see some of the weaknesses by the team, guys wearing your own jersey, you're going to have a hard time getting them to take off the one they're currently wearing, all right? We'll get to more of your phone calls, 888-900-3393. If you can ask the Democratic presidential field one question at the debate later this week, what would it be? Stay tuned.
If you're one of the millions of Americans struggling with chronic pain that comes from inflammation in the body, relief might just be one web click away. It's relieffactor.com. That's the website you want to go to. I'm a huge fan of Relief Factor. It's part of my daily lifestyle and regimen. What I love about it the most is 100% drug-free, even though it's a natural formula devised by doctors. So these are physicians that can legally prescribe medicines and drugs, but have realized, hey, you can only treat the symptoms for so long. Eventually, you got to unleash the body's natural healing power. Your body was made, was created to push back on inflammation. If it needs a boost, nothing wrong with that. That's where Relief Factor comes in. I use it every single day. I couldn't recommend it higher. I'm just a huge fan, man. All right, so relieffactor.com is the website. You can go there right now, get what's called the starter kit. It's a dollar a day for three weeks. They're so confident in this product that they're practically giving it away. And you know what? They should be as someone that, uh, that now is, is a, a daily user of it. They should be that confident. I can attest to that. So a dollar a day for three weeks to give relief factor a try. What do you have to lose for a dollar a day? Except maybe finally, hopefully the pain go to relieffactor.com. That's the website. Get the starter kit for $20 relieffactor.com. All right, back to the phones we go. 888-900-3393. It's our Money Town Hall with the Democratic presidential debates. Resuming later this week, we are asking you, if you got to ask them one question, what would it be and why? Let's go to Kentucky next. That's where Vicki has been patiently waiting. Thank you for your patience, Vicki. The floor is yours. Go ahead. Thank you very much. I would ask them to explain to me the difference between a representative republic and a democracy and see if they can answer it. Why is that an important question for you to get the answer? Because it bugs the crap out of me when people (laughs) refer to America as a democracy because we are not, never have been. We are a representative republic. And I hear people constantly referring to it as a democracy. A democracy is mob rule. Very well said, Vicki. Thank you for the phone call. Your thoughts on that question, Todd, I'll start with you. Yeah, they like the mob. So, um, and I think, unfortunately, I think the question, I I agree with you, but it's a little too uh, esoteric for that. I I I mean, most people don't know what those terms mean, and they just don't care anymore. You got to frame questions in a way that gets it. Can I propose a question? Sure. Like, it just, I'd like, pros to them the founding fathers clearly believed in God some level and created this country accordingly. How would it be different if we rejected that notion of God? What kind of country would we create? And because that comes, the answers to your questions come out of something like that. And in a way, a lot of the people that Steve is talking about, they still believe in a God on some level, they can't even embrace a notion of of the nothingness. Even if they default to something about evolution, get to the get, right. Get there's those, more Hindus in America than atheists, by the way. Get yeah. those people up there to to say if it, or if we ask it if we could confirm it was if prove that God did not exist. How how would that propel us? into the future because it answers your questions and many 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 more and that's one of the places that you got to also think about the places i they they don't want to go they are still self-aware enough that that's the place where they're like there's a lot of people out there 
that I know I can't please with my answers. Hmm. I do think the issue that Vicky is 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 trying to provoke is is it is an important. Oh, one, it's though. very important. And so, I've, I've, as you were answering, I was you were giving your option. I was listening to you, and then the other half of my brain was toying with: Is there a way to frame Vicky's question along the lines of what we've been describing throughout the course of this hour? Could you ask it in a way to say, um, "Why is it important for you that America?" That, that, that America be described as a democracy when our founding fathers thought it was important for it to be described as a republic. Would that be another way of doing that? Because, well, because what we're trying think, to get them to do, right, well, is provoke them to show us see, what I, they really I, believe. I, I don't yeah. think you can with this issue, though. Okay. Because they're going to do, they, are, they don't really care. They, they are going to do democracy by hook or by crook. I mean, they will, and they have on this issue... Like Todd said, it is a little esoteric. Uh, they can always turn around. Um, emotion beats esoteric all of the time. They can say, well, we want every voice to be heard. And uh, they, can, they can switch to that as fast as they can. I agree with Vicky, though. This is an important issue. And I used to think, yes, let's nail this, uh, this distinction. These people don't care. They have, no, they have no regard for the rule of law. They have no regard for uh, the Constitution at all. And especially when they can go from – they can just pivot from something that's a really esoteric point to emotion, mm-hmm. there's, there's no winning on that issue. Well, you, they, you, they keep saying get rid of the Electoral College because we are a democracy. Yeah. So yep. you frame it that way and then <clears throat> say – so a, a, a democracy by – fundamental definition is about majorities yet your party has telling us for decades that we need to respect minority rights trap them in the contradiction there There you you go go. there you go that's really well put yeah because your aaron's warning see this is where we need to be careful too okay because if we're talking about reaching that audience and maybe the term we're looking for is common sense whatever pardon me whatever descriptor you want to put on it so we're looking for people that don't necessarily agree with us or understand where we're coming from on some of these things, but aren't ready to, you know, be the ride shotgun on the crazy train. Mm-hmm. That's what you're looking for, all right? Because we're trying to avoid, a, a, you know, blowing up the best thing humanity's had going east of Eden in 6,000 years of recorded history. If they, if they understood the distinction that Vicky is drawing, that, which is vitally important. We all agree on this show. If, you're, if your friends or loved ones or neighbors understood why that question is important, they likely would not be right. in that group, would right. they? They'd already be seeing things from some of the, from, from the premises that we're starting from, right? So this is where we need to be careful then. Because if you ask the wrong question, or ask it in the wrong way, you could inadvertently set the leftists up to a, to a level of emotional certainty that goes the re, the, the reverb on that uh, is, can be brutal. Mm-hmm. All right. So if you if you ask a question about the Republican democracy in the wrong way, that it allows them to go off on some total canard about the electoral college. And that's why they believe in one man, one vote. Then your your friend, your loved one, your neighbor might actually be, be further persuaded by that, right? Is that yeah. kind of what we're saying here in a way? Mm-hmm. 
Let's go to Ray in Maryland. Ray, welcome to The Blaze. You are live and on demand. What's the question you would ask the Democratic presidential candidates if you could later this week? Hey, Steve. I would ask if you had to repeal one amendment in the U.S. Constitution, you cannot use the 18th because that was repealed, which one would it be? I like this one. If you could repeal unilaterally, just repeal one amendment in the U.S. Constitution, which one would it be? Let me, Ray, which one do you think they would say? Um, well, they wouldn't say the 16th. Um, <laughs> right. They'd probably go with okay. number two. Yeah. You think they would, do you think they would brazenly say the Second Amendment, they'd repeal it? Oh, yes. I do. You do think no this, would, this would be yeah. a great question f- okay. five to ten years ago. I actually don't th- I think it's like asked and answered now. All right, Ray, good, good. Uh, that's a great phone call, Ray. Thank you. So this is the kind of question I think that can help you with that group, right, that we're talking about. We're just going to flat out repeal the Second Amendment. Because now you get into the opportunities. See, one of the things I wrote in Rules for Patriots, and I learned this the hard way, working professionally in politics, is that solutions trumps values. One of the tactical, and, and so I wrote this book five years ago now, one of, the, one of the tactical blunders we make is when gun issues come up. So let me, give you the, let me show you what it looks like when solutions trumps values. There's a panel on some network. Our person's up there talking about our founders believed in a well-regulated armed militia and armed populace. Um, you know, I believe in the Second Amendment. I believe in the Constitution. We're, we're giving a statement of, we're, we're giving a series of value statements. And the other side is over there saying, uh, yet again, you know, a a dad left his rifle out of his case. His kid found it. There's another tragedy. Somebody's got to stop this. Again, some kid fired up a school. We're taking body bags out of another American school. Somebody's got to stop this. They're talking about solutions. In the public square, in, in, in the era in which we live now, solutions trumps values. Now, I don't believe you forsake your values in response to that. I believe you more cleverly and strategically communicate those values as solutions. For example, who wants to, how come they don't want to have an argument about, you know, you guys like to talk about the rape culture on America's college campuses. I've got a couple daughters. Todd's got four. So, you know, they're on a campus where, you know, at Baylor or Michigan State, hulking athletes that have issues, okay? Why don't you want my teenage daughter, my, my young daughter, to be able to defend herself if she's being assaulted or attacked? Why, why do you hate women? Why do you hate young women? You know, my grand, my, you know the, 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 the elderly couple that lives out in a rural area and the police are at least 15 minutes from getting away or, getting, or from, from getting in the way. Why, why wouldn't you want them to be able to defend themselves from a, from a home invasion? See, you're articulating your values, but you're framing it in the context of a solution. We got to recognize that if people understood the, the premise of the values we're starting from, we wouldn't have to persuade them. They would already agree. They would already agree. You don't do evangelism by convincing people Jesus is, is the Messiah, is the Savior. 
you, you convert people by convincing them that they need a Messiah, a Savior. Right? Because if I don't believe I need a Messiah or a Savior, then I don't, I'm, not, I don't, I'm not really interested in entering into the argument between uh, Jesus, Muhammad, Confucius. I'm not, I'm not interested in that argument. That's why repentance is the first step of a conversion. I need to first recognize I'm in need of it before I am concerned about who therefore might be the instrument and vehicle to give me that which I now recognize I need. So we often argue values. That's why we talk to ourselves. People who understand our values are already with us. You need to frame your values as a solution. Let's go next to Jody in Utah. Jody, if you could ask a question of the Democratic presidential candidates later this week, what would it be? Well, Senator Sanders is in support of sending American money to third world countries for abortion, considering that most third world countries are other than white. How is that not a racist policy? Hmm. Let me frame it along because that's a good follow-up to the point I was just making. In other words, why, why, given your concern about white supremacy, is are a whole bunch of white politicians eager to execute a bunch of uh, uh, non-white children uh, in poor indigenous parts of the world? Right? Is that what you're saying? Yes, sir. Exactly. I like it. I like it, Jody. Thanks for the phone call, Aaron. Your thoughts on that one? Well, yes. I mean, that is uh, the easy answer would be, well, you know, this is we're not here to debate uh, the morality, whatever. I mean, he could he could get around it uh, pretty easily. Um, I think the the better way to ask it to where they wouldn't just run away completely would be um, Bernie Sanders. You're white. Why do you believe that you know what's best for these uh, countries full of people with color? Uh, I think that's a way that you could really hit the nail on the head. And you never want to give up the – I'm not saying give up the premise of, of abortion. No, I would still love to have somebody answer that. Mm-hmm. But I think to get a more interesting react, uh, answer that they wouldn't just completely run away from, I think that's probably the way you would uh, you would probably yeah. answer that question. If you want to ask, ask this question. in the most snotty way possible, though, you ask – if you were worried about a bigotry or theocracy coming from a guy who believes in God working as an accountant in the government – and I can't remember his name, Steve, uh, who's now running Russ it. Vote. Vote. Yeah, if you were yeah. worried about Russ Vote and I thought that was – was a bridge too far uh why aren't you a bigot for telling uh uh the world uh that the the brown people are all have to uh fall on the sword in order to make sure uh that the rest of us can live what about that theocracy yes yes but here's where i this is this is why i think this was a constructive conversation who's your target audience before you enter into any argument any debate any battle who's the target what you know before you enter into a war What's victory look like before you enter into a culture war? What's victory look like before I enter into a debate? Who's my target audience? And what you're saying, as tempting as it is, it cannot just be on the libs. It can't. To me, the target audience are those people that aren't where we are at ideologically, but aren't, aren't ready to blow up this thing called America that's still a pretty good thing going either. That's your... That's your target audience. And, and therefore, you're, you're using the candidates as the foil to, to, to force them to out themselves to that audience, to force that audience to come to grips 
with what what is being asked of them to accept because you don't like Donald Trump and it ain't like he doesn't give you reasons regularly not to because you don't like Donald Trump. You must therefore sign up for blank. You, instead of defending Trump, which is really defending your choice, then that, that's, that's this. No persuasion happens there. Just more enmity occurs. Instead of getting them to, uh, uh, to affirm your choice of Trump, you need to get them to confront the choice they're willing to affirmatively make. So, hey, since you hate Trump, you must therefore let us do blank to America. That's the conversation you want to have. If the conversation is, love my Trump, like I do, he'll blow that up for you every single tweet. You know, but he'll tweet three things before you even get out your your first reason why you love you some Trump. He'll blow that. He'll blow that opportunity for you. You got to force them to say, okay, you hate Trump, so you're willing to put up with blank. What's the blank? Trump's gone. We're not. He's not your white supremacist, orange man, bad. Uh, uh, you know, Twitterer in chief anymore. So we're going to do this to the country instead. So once he's out of the way, what are we doing to America? That's what you got to force them to to confront and to see. Hey, if you want to get into what is a booming real estate market right now, make sure you find a real estate agent that you can trust. And you're going to find one at realestateagentsitrust.com. That, that's where you're going to find agents with a proven vetted track record of success. Agents who understand they need a marketing plan more than let's do another open house that three people will show up to this Sunday. And then agents that also are courteous, uh, understand professional courtesy, give you the heads up that they, they promised when they've got maybe a, a buyer that's interested that's in the neighborhood that returns your phone calls and address your concerns it's a it's a real relationship between you and your agent so you want to make sure you find an agent that you can trust all relationships are built on trust right so is the relationship therefore between you and your real estate agent if you want to find an agent that you can trust anywhere in america just go to the website realestateagentsitrust.com that's realestateagentsitrust.com we are going to stick around and do a little overtime we're going to talk about something we've been wondering, where have been all the, the surveys of the early states? There's been a dearth of these for mysterious reasons compared to previous cycles. But over the weekend, we did get some new numbers for the early states. We're really only concerned about Iowa and New Hampshire since they're going to go before everybody else. We're going to break those down and give us uh, give you our thoughts, if you're one of our subscribers, at blazetv.com slash days. That's where if you're not yet a subscriber to Blaze TV, you can go and become one and get access to all of the stuff we do each and every day right here at Blaze TV. blazetv.com slash days. All right, for the rest of you, We are back at it again tomorrow, noon to 2 Eastern, right after Glenn Beck, right here on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. Until then, John 317. This is Steve Dace. On the Blaze Radio Network.